I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder, and today I welcome Paula Rathgaber Gomez to the show. Paula, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm thrilled you're here. I love talking to you, Paula. Paula is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Sequoia Living, based in San Francisco, California. Paula, tell, tell us a little bit about you and Sequoia Living. I will say that I think sales and marketing have been in my blood since I was a little girl. And you could say it started with selling Girl Scout cookies all the way to McDonald's. And the majority of my career has been in sales. Um, I think it's the most honorable and noble profession there is. My last name, Rathgaber, and one reason I did keep it is my, my maiden name. And of course, I want to honor my husband with Gomez, but it, it means advice giver. And I feel like that fits me perfectly because what else do we do as salespeople and as sales leaders and as coaches, but give advice. So I feel like um, I've lived up to my name. <laughs> Your last name actually translates to advice giver. Yes, yes. But you have not been in your profession. <laughs> so I have to keep it right. I have to, I can't let go of that. I'm changing my name. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my, I love that. And of course, Gomez, and you have a beautiful granddaughter. Thank you. And yes. You have a beautiful first. daughter as well. Let's Thank not forget. <laughs> Oh, wow. That I love that, Paula. And a little bit about Sequoia Living. The Sequoia is based in the in the San Francisco area, the Bay community. We have four CCRCs. Sequoia has been around for 60 plus years. Um, in addition to that, we have four affordable housing apartment complexes. We have uh, senior centers that we manage. The oldest one, the Aquatic Park, right here in San Francisco. And then we also have a group that are community services that are outreach and work at various affordable housing apartments, all for seniors, strictly for seniors. Got it. Got it. It has beautiful communities. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're and all like, very unique to the area in which they are. Yes. Uh, and they're all, the, the, they're four CCRCs. So yes. Mm-hmm. We have Walnut Creek, the one in, in where I am today is in San Francisco, 26 floors, amazing views of the bay and the ocean. We've got the Tamil Pius, which is in Marin County. And then we have our community, Portola Valley, which is near Stanford. But th that one is 40 plus acres. It's all flat. Then we've got the, the tower in San Francisco. So they the communities definitely match the area in which they were built. I think that's great. And, you know, senior living is like that, right? It's so, it's just hyper local specific. Yes. And, you know, yes. A company can have 50 communities. Uh, and, and we talk a lot about this in marketing that a customer don't, doesn't really care if they're in San Francisco, they don't really care what's going on in, you know, in Tamil Pius or in Omaha, Nebraska, or mm -hmm. in all over. they want to know <laughs> what's going on in San Francisco, right? Right. right. Example, yeah. Yeah. And I know that you, uh, you and your teams work really, really hard uh, to provide just a, a wonderful, wonderful lifestyle. And I can, I'm a little bit envious at 20, 
20 floors plus, 15 floors mm -hmm. plus, San Francisco, Bay. Make it easy to navigate bridge. It's a just gold stunning, stunning views. St no kidding. No kidding. Stunning <laughs> views. I worked for a while in San Francisco and one of my little check the box was to walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, yeah. okay. I haven't done that yet. That sounds like fun, but it's usually cold. So you got to wear a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was Ernest Hemingway that said the coldest winter he ever had was the summer in San Francisco. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it was summertime and a colleague of mine, like, it was a Saturday. I'm like, let's get on. I probably I didn't have this on, but something like it. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, so beautiful. Uh, gosh, Paula, uh, this is the end of the year, end of 2023. So whenever you're listening to this, we're heading into the new year. I'm curious, what is one thing that you learned this year professionally? Professionally? Um... I want to say it's professionally and personally, hope endures. And I know we're at the end of the year, but we're still coming out of COVID. And everything we saw in the senior living industry that happened during COVID and the deaths, right? And um, not being able to move in residence and having to scale back on activities and, and almost were, you know, some residents that even stayed at home, not necessarily in our communities, but were locked in. And just what that did to them. But then coming out of that, how hopeful everyone is for things to improve, take the lessons that we learned and honor what happened there, but still move forward and still with a positive attitude and, and hopeful, hopeful for what the future brings. So I think that's what I learned. Just the, again, the, just the human spirit, how much that we can endure and still come up, come out of things stronger and look back and, and, be better. And um, I think what I learned this year is just to celebrate more and not take anything for granted because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I think that was my biggest lesson to, to take that love for life and instill that in every aspect of my daily life. That's a, that's human. So I don't know if that's not too deep. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It sort of ties into, well, at any time, certainly, uh, but sort of that end of year, you know, how many, many kind of take stock, kind of look back, you know, what did this year kind of bring personally, professionally, what are we kind of doing and hope endures. I'm, I'm going to put that on my board. Okay. My board. I love <laughs> that because there's, you and I've had an opportunity to have some great conversation and I, I love talking to you for many reasons or listening to you really. And one of the reasons, Paula, is that you have, um, I, I would say kind of like a unique, I don't know, it's not a spin, but the way that you're, the way you approach your professional, like your, your professional life, like in sales, because you're the VP of sales and marketing. So we're both in, in sales. Um, can you tell me, just tell us a little bit about uh, what your what is your approach in in how you lead your team from a sales perspective? I mean, there's the mechanics, mm -hmm. right? And, and then those are, phone, phone calls, calls and all, you know, we, we everyone has to do those, right? But beyond that, what what do you do you uh, instill in your team? I, think I definitely instill a sense of community and that it takes, you know, kind of us not a pun on that, and that since we are selling communities, but it takes the entire community to show 
what's so special about that community, what are the unique gifts and talents, and what's the energy that we can share with prospective residents and their families that are visiting. And I think that's the this, this secret to success is understanding this isn't a solo sport. And what we're doing is so much bigger than ourselves that we need to make sure that everyone that we're involved in, and, and now I'm specifically talking about at the community, all the employees, the directors, the staff, understand that they are also part of that community and that circle of, I call it perfection because it, it is perfection. When we when you can move into community, your life can be perfection, but it takes all of them to make that happen. And when I start with a new sales team, we really work on, tell me about the staff. Tell me about who's working the front desk. Do they understand how important they are to, to, to every single person that calls on the phone? And to every resident, every family member that comes in, and are we celebrating with them? And are we sharing the story of those potential residents with our receptionist so they know that what they do is so impactful on whether that person even makes a decision to visit our community and, and also ultimately to move in? Because a community is a living organization, and it's it's the energy and the experiences of every single person that works there, as well as who lives there and who visits that makes it what it is. And I think that's where you really have to start is, is just what is the essence or what is the soul of that community? And are we celebrating? And are we making sure that every person's voice is being heard? Because if your staff feels heard, they, they get excited. Um, you know, they smile. They're willing to share it. They come up with creative solutions and they understand that they own everything that happens, right? It's not just maintenance's job to pick up the trash. If you feel like you really have an ownership and what you do means so much and is so critical to the overall success, then that environment becomes contagious. And that's when I almost say it, it becomes much easier, much more enjoyable to be there and work together as a team. So that's the first thing I always focus on is what do, what do the people in that community feel about sales? What, what do they know about you? Um, do you know about them? Do you know their goals? Do you know their backgrounds? Because there's so much brilliance and talent in each person. And all of us have backstories. And it's not just our residents that are 60 years plus, but it's the people that are staffing our communities. And if we take the time to listen to them and ask for advice, it's amazing the ideas and the programs that can come from it. And that's when you can have a successful selling program. I like that you said, or my take was how important to learn to instill how important they are and the yes. impact they have. And so, as I'm hearing you talk, uh, what I'm what I hearing you say is like to have your sales or your new hires, or as you're working with the team to to really get to know their team members, just like you would want them to, and they do with their prospects and families on the level of I'm seeing you, I'm hearing you. And not yes. just hey, you're important, you're important, you're important. But you don't even you don't tell people they're important. You you um you certainly can, but it's it's the message is really going to come out from your actions, right? Your and is demonstrative. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and how you build a that's how it's Koya, you really reinforce that team because we're team Tim was just on a webinar like we can't have a team you know it can't be one person is that that's kind of how you get it going and and uh support that absolutely and you, you know you hear their stories you hear what frustrates them 
Um, sometimes you can come up with an idea that maybe makes their life just a little bit easier. It could be something minor, like moving a trash can or where the time clock is. But if you don't give an opportunity to say, how are you doing today? And giving people the chance to respond, but also pick up if they're just like, oh, I'm okay. Saying, why, why, why are you okay? What would make you feel really good today? So taking those few seconds so they know that you really care about them. Because we know we always say, hi, how are you? And I hate it when people walk away and they don't even wait for my response because that's oh. um you know every every human being in every relationship they have and this could be at five seconds at a drive through at mcdonald's it's, can i trust you do you care about me and those are the secrets i think to impacting people during your life and also with your team at work and the prospects you meet with am i demonstrating that they can trust me and am I doing things, whether it's in my actions or my words, that show that I care about them? And that is my mantra of how I live and what I would like my sales team to emulate. Um, am I demonstrating I care about you? Yes. Someone said to me once, uh, and it stuck and it's so profound, is that the quality of your life is a quality of the questions you ask yourself because the questions we ask ourselves is what props our mind prompts our mind to wheel around and mm -hmm. then lead us because our mind leads us to places literal and figurative if you're asking yourself am i demonstrating i care about people and you're and that's the that's the question we're asking it, I can't imagine that the that your actions aren't going to shift. If that's because if that is your, you said you kind of your mantra. By demonstrating, I care. Because mm -hmm. your mind likes to, your brain likes to come up with answers, and you know you can say, well, yes, yes, yes. But we continue asking. I'm going to ask myself that every day. Am I demonstrating I care about you? I love that. I love and that's it. when you when you ask yourself that question, if you can't answer it, then you know you truly don't know that person. Right. 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 Or you're like, well, I'm not sure if I am. <laughs> I, I think that and we don't always have an answer immediately. But instead of asking ourselves, like, why is this happening to me? Or how come nobody is moving right now? Or how come no one's picking up the phone? And you're asking yourself those questions. Mm -hmm. you're just, you know, there's really no the quality there. Right. What could I do to demonstrate I care about somebody today? Is a much better question because you, maybe I'll pick up the phone or maybe I'll swing by and, you know, do a home visit or maybe I'll learn a little bit about one of my residents. Yes, exactly. And our staff. And the staff. Yeah. It starts with the staff and it ends with the staff. And I think I shared a story with, you know, I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but, you know, I had one community that um, stayed full and we would there was always a wait list, right? So when someone would leave, we were always on, when can we get this, you know, for industry terms, room terms, right? And I need it done quickly. And right. um, the staff felt comfortable enough to say, I don't feel good about this. You know, this person, and let's say the, the resident passed away and it's only been a day and you're pushing me to have to grieve very quickly because all you care about the numbers you just want another person in and I was I was so appreciative that they explained how they felt 
because that's a lot of times that is the perception with sales, right? We just care about, we don't care about the people. And I was able to say, you know, I appreciate, first of all, you sharing that with me and we are, we will continue to honor the, the resident that passed away. What they, they've changed all of our lives for the better. But I want you to think about the wait list we have. And although this was the saddest day in this individual who's passed away their loved one's life, I can make a phone call and say, guess what? We have an opening. So for that person, today is their best day of their life. And I want you, I challenge you to understand how, how much it means to that person waiting for that phone call to know they can move into our community. And their life can start getting better immediately, but it's, it's all based on how quickly can we get them in. And that's where I talk about having that sense of purpose in that community that everybody recognizes that what they're doing is so important for the people that live here now and the people that will be coming in soon. And that's where if you can have that sense of purpose and then you talk about, can I trust you? Do I care about you? And for that family, I was able to make that phone call, right? And let them know that I do care about them. They can trust me and today's the day because I can trust my team to know that they're gonna be able to do what they need to do in order to help that person make the transition into the community. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. The so many, so many takeaways on that, that story, Paula. The first that resonates with me is that the person, whomever that was, did feel comfortable enough or felt strongly enough to say something. Yes. Because and we celebrate that. To celebrate, you know, I feel like maybe uh, you know, you're you're not a you don't care about you know, George who passed away. Instead of allowing maybe that feeling of to re, to build up inside and like, oh, Paula, she doesn't care about anybody. And she's all she cares about is her commission is checked. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mourning George and, and he's a great guy. And she, you know, and then that sort of might build the next time. And the next, meanwhile, you don't know that, that the, the you know, the maintenance in this case, maybe uh, maintenance or environmental services feels that way, but you get a sense of like, well, how come they're not, responding you yeah. do care about george you but like you said you care also about the family that she can impact that all y'all can impact mm -hmm. and so it's that being uh i think you go back to being seen and heard and empathy that you trust you have enough team building to trust because it does take trust to it say does. like you know paul i'm a little uncomfortable or i i it it feels to me like you don't care about George and you, that gives you an opportunity to explore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many of us raise your hand? I mean, are guilty of <laughs> brushing it under the rug, but you really don't get rid of it. It's like that little, that speck of sand that you, that happens five, 10 times. And now you got this big old mound that's bubbling up and then you're really mad. Yes. And then there's no trust and no conversation. And then you're just complaining about somebody's attitude or dragging their heels or, or what have you. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, and we have talked about that, you know, we all like in a community, in a business, we'll use a community as an example, that we come to the table with our, our agenda based mm -hmm. on what our role is and our responsibilities. Uh, and it, to, they all, the purpose is to serve the residents, families, team members, right? If you're maintenance, you're gonna have a different 
to-do list and you have different skills than maybe someone in engagement and activities. Mm -hmm. One isn't more important than the other, but we are all, we do have, sometimes we get tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. I got to get this. I got to get this. And oh my gosh, the chairs need to be set up in the music. And the, and I, and it's not that people aren't caring. It's that I've just got so much pressure and I go to the, and then this person's got all, and we fail, I think in those cases to take the blinders off and do the listening and the empathy. So kind of mm -hmm. circling back to your first point of that team approach and how important it is to re to reinforce or just start with that. Then or you know, I, I go back to the receptionist. And when I started as a sales counselor and the receptionist would transfer a call to me, I would make a point after I got off the phone call to go to the front desk and say, thank you so much for forwarding that call to me. I just spoke to a woman and I would give the story. So now that voice becomes a human being to that receptionist. And now she's excited, right? Because she's helped, she has an opportunity to help change some lives. And I got to tell her the feedback. And sometimes I'd say, it's great. This person's coming in for a visit. Or maybe they, you know, I could also say it turned out that we weren't exactly what they were looking for. But um, it, it was, I'm so glad that you forwarded it. And then we talk about it. So then when people start coming in the community, that receptionist gets excited. And it's like, I remember talking to her on the phone. And is she the one who had the son or what have you? And um, but the whole environment changes, right? And the attention to the details and the excitement of company. I call it companies coming. It's not a tour. It's, it's we're, we're going to a home, right? It's different than saying I've scheduled a tour. It's companies coming to see our house. Um, it, it got it would become contagious and everybody would get excited and you do that with everyone and at the the next day when we would have stand up I would always share you know I, this family came in to visit they loved the pool or they thought the flowers looked beautiful so thank you environmental services for taking care of the garden that really stood out to them and that impacted them and now we're on the top three of their list because of that so people want to hear that what they do are they doing it well? And, and how does it impact other individuals? So I always make it a habit of going back to all the departments and giving them the positive feedback and the negative feedback. If someone said anything, it smelled really great. They thought that, you know, this was the best smelling community they visited or whatever it is. So then it, it shows people then what they're doing matters. And it matters to that person that's coming in to visit our community. We all want to know what we do matters. And it does. But sometimes we may not think it's exciting enough. Um, so you have to then tie it back together how what they do is impacting the lives of these residents and the families that will be visiting if their loved one moves in. Because then we're touching thousands and thousands of people. And um, we for, we can forget that. So I think that's really the secret is making sure that everybody understands how important they are, what they do, how it affects that that visit. If we're talking from a sales perspective. Yeah, well, I, if, if from a human perspective, you're, uh, it, it, you said it's it's a habit, right? You said it's it's a habit for you to be doing this. And I go to, well, it's not a habit until you, a person does it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. and so for you doing this, for you've done it for hundreds of times. So it's a habit for you. Yes. It, my challenge to myself or anyone listening is if it's not a habit to a, to challenge yourself to do it or take a take a bite, take a bite of it, right? And just write something down. Am I demonstrating I care about you? 
and shale it, you know, take little, take it in little bits until it becomes, because the more times we do something, it becomes a habit, right? Right. And, and that's, it's kind of like in your, in your DNA, uh, but it, because you've done it and because you believe so strongly that people do matter, people do matter and what we do matters. Yes. Yeah. And it does, it does. It, um, it, it's we have the ability to affect so many lives and it's the residents that are moving in and it's their families and their children and their grandchildren and it's our staff and their staff's children because what we give out um, that's all we have, right? That that's and how we impact people. If we can affect a positive change, and they spread that to another person and another person, people. And I I, I say this a lot. People to to the sales team and also to the to the staff of the communities. People who never know your name are going to be impacted by what you do. We have so much power, and we can either be a positive impact or a negative impact. And I think if you can walk through your day. Again, recognizing that what I do matters and whether it's a smile, looking someone there in the eye and the difference it can make in that person's life and then their attitude on how they relate and how they respond to people can change based on your example. And that's, isn't that what, that's being, living eternally, right? Because something that we've, we've shown someone continues to live on. And I love your never stop growing too. <laughs> Sequoia, yes. I love it. Sequoias never stop growing. The uh my mother, so I'm very blessed to have the, the best mother ever, but she wakes up and it, it, this is her habit as well. And I don't think she was born with this habit. I think she adopted it and learned it and was um how who can I impact today? Mm -hmm. How can I impact or what can I do to positively impact somebody? And you ask yourself that question every morning, you know, that what, I mean, that, I'm so, it's so admirable to me. It could be, I mean, it is stopping into a neighbor's, you know, it's a, or it, it, you could positively impact a smile, you know, yes. a, as, you know, from a stranger or a, gosh, I really like your sweater, you know, a compliment to anything. And, mm -hmm. and you're right, I do. What we do matters and the ripple effect. So it's it's certainly our residents or team members, one another, and then on and on mm -hmm. and on legacy. And yeah, and I love how you lead um, because you, you do truly lead the way that you live and you don't need to tell people you care. It comes out of you, Paula. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really does. And I'm going to have to have you back on at least once a quarter because I get so much uh not just motivation but um I learned so much and you remind me I think and everybody what we should be thinking about and how that then should dictate how we live our life and and what we do yes and, and you know I want to I this is supposed to be a sales call right so um if you're really listening to that that prospect that helps you determine next steps right even the next seconds if you're truly just listening to them and trying to and we say oh we're trying to make a relationship no are you are you really trying look see them as a human being just spend some time chatting and learning about them and that's when the magic happens and then the next steps just are so natural because you know what to do next based on what they've told you and what they've shared with you and then you you don't have to have all this brainstorming should i send flowers should i send a <laughs> 
um, the, you know, they like golf, I'll get golf balls just by being open and saying the, the purpose of this is to experience this individual and celebrate who they are. And then I'm going to see how I can help them. It makes all those next steps much simpler to come up with because you won't have to think about it. It will, you'll, you'll know what to do that will be impactful. Paula, 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 uh, Paula, the advice giver. I love it. <laughs> That's I love it. Thank you so much for joining me, Paula. I know we had some technical technical difficulties last time we tried uh, to jump on, and I'm glad that everybody who doesn't know you can get to know you and that you spent some time with us today. Thank you, uh, everybody, for joining. And if you know people who might like to hear what Paula has to say, please share and like and make it a great day. And we'll see you again on another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. Thanks and I again. want to thank you for everything you do too. So. My pleasure. Thank you.